I'm Vada. I'm Carlo. And you are listening to VCR. Today we're discussing the cultural kind of phenomena, if you ask me. Even though it's been out there for a while, it just kind of jumps in and infiltrates our life. Pops, Funko Pops. Like a pop culture infection. It, it really is because imagine a life before Funko Pops. It's kind of no, hard it's in a way. <laughs> this little, this little plastic vinyl-y toy has become a huge cultural phenomenon, if you ask me. And and they're everywhere, and they're given out for all kinds of reasons, you know. Everywhere and everything. They are I, yes. constantly just consuming more media and becoming like, now you must be a BDI little toy and you must be a BDI little toy. It's almost its own award category for, for movies and movie stars. It's truly, truly amazing. And the other thing is, they're also just kind of cute to have. You know? <laughs> um, I know at my office where, where I work, there are at least three or four guys who yeah. their desks are just decorated with Funko Pops. And they, they just have, some of them just have the Marvel ones. Some of them, I have, I know one guy who switches his Funko Pops out based on the season. For when, when Halloween comes around, he has like these horror movie Funko Pops. So he has Jason and Freddy Krueger and, and Michael Myers and some other stuff, I think, from uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. So he sets these out on his desk based on the season. And to me, it's just really remarkable that this toy has become so infectious that it's almost used for everything. Yeah, it is used to repackage and resell mm -hmm. comic book characters, movie characters, random celebrities, TV show posts, cereal mascots, sports mascots. I'm, I'm pretty sure they have some that are just flat out a random celebrity you like. They, they are do. traded, they are sold, they are chase, chase sold, where they have special like super limited edition versions mm -hmm. of a little vinyl toy that they can mass produce. They, they are choosing to only make so many of them so that they, they become prohibitively expensive on a secondary market. And it is also a little, it, it's a little gold star of pop culture. You are big enough or niche enough, either work, that you deserve your own Funko Pop. And it's this, it's the People's Choice Award. <laughs> it really, it's the People's Choice Awards of toys. And, of and let's, branding. let's, yes. And, of and branding. You, it's not even a toy. Right. Because for that same, in, in office, that same guy who has like, who has a little Freddy doll and is in a Michael Myers or Master Chief, whatever. What if he had an action figure? You know, it just wouldn't be as entertaining. Yeah, I think it would not be as entertaining as looking yeah. at those Funko Pops. It would, and, right? It would, it would be, it would be more detailed. Mm -hmm. It would put more money directly in the hands of the of the brand that he likes. Mm -hmm. But Funko Pop is seen as like kind of kitschy and cute, and it doesn't. You don't lose any professionalism by having it on your desk. Well, you should. It's a toy. It's a toy <laughs> you can't play with. You just stare at it. That is so funny. But if someone were to have like their their anime waifu girlfriend plasticine figurine that also doesn't move and all you do is stare at it that would be creepy but if they have one of black widow in this weird formless blob shape with beady little eyes that person's a professional and deserves to be here and get paid a, paid in money 
<laughs> Give them a raise. <laughs> yeah, they have Funko Pops. That's a good person. And and it, it, and you actually hit on every topic that we kind of need to somewhat touch on today. But like, I'm just gonna do. You, do you have Funko Pops, Carlo? Do you have any Funko Pops? I have exactly two Funko Pops. Exactly. I, I'm gonna be the. I'm the villain of the piece. Mm. I'm the bad guy. I don't care for them. Oh. I'm not saying like they're. Wow. Okay. If people like them, like no, you spend your money how you want. You like you want to support the franchise. You just have a weird thing that need that you need to collect. That's fine. That's 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 how you spend your money. As long as you're not like not feeding the baby because you need another Funko Pop. I have no judgment for you. Enjoy. Personally, they don't speak to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the only two I have, they were no. Technically, I have three. Got one at a convention. It was in a box of random things. It was just like you could twenty bucks, you get a bunch of Marvel superhero stuff. And one thing I got was a little baby Groot bobblehead. It was Funko Pop. Oh. It was the company. So it had the like the black dots for eyes and kind of the simplified figure. But it was the um, the baby Groot in the flower pot. So you mm-hmm. bounce the head. It looks like he's dancing. And I had no problem with it. I don't know where it is. I'm probably sure the head popped off and I threw it out. <laughs> um, I hope it wasn't a collectible. Then I have I got as a gift from a friend, and I think this is one of the one of the points we're talking about is Funko Pops as gifts. Mm-hmm. I got it because he didn't know doesn't he doesn't know me very well, but he wanted to get me a gift. And he got me from the blacklist from the I believe NBC show. The blacklist. Yes, yes. Uh, he got me the main characters of Red Reddington and Elizabeth Keen. They're <laughs> over there. I can see them. Uh, they're still in the box, not because I'm collecting them, but because I, you don't play with them. You don't. I don't know what to do with them. I'm not gonna. I don't really have a place to put them. Mm-hmm. Um, but he got me one because Red Reddington is played by James Spader, who I notoriously look a lot like. I look like a short, fat James Spader. Um, <laughs> So he got me that. So it's a and it's just and it's just like a white dude in a, a fedora and a suit. Like there's nothing that's like oh that's so like if you didn't have the box there's no you there's no way you, you wouldn't would, know who it is. Yeah, yeah, it's just a white dude in a, in a suit. And then uh, an Elizabeth Keene is a, a white lady with dark hair and a like a pantsuit kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's like it, it, they're just generic white people in suits. But yes. in the box it, it says prominently Funko Pop and in, in smaller letters it says the character's name and what show they're on. Mm-hmm. but that was it like he was just like, i don't know what to get you i don't know you very well he's not very good at getting gifts but he collects funko pops mm-hmm. um he found the, this one that says well this looks like a character that looks like you because the funko pop looks obviously looks nothing like me mm-hmm. but here's a shorthand for gift giving yeah and i and i you know absolutely because i have a funko pop collection it's only mm-hmm. 12 and the truth is I've only bought one of them and the rest of them were all given to me. They, they were mostly gifts. And the first one to ever give me a Funko Pop gift was my sister, Christina, for my birthday. Growing up, I was a huge, huge fan of the movie, A Christmas Story. You know, Ralphie and... and shoot your eye out. Yeah, you'll shoot your eye out. And so the first Funko Pops I ever got was of Ralphie in his Western wear when he's having that dream about chasing off the bandits and then the old man. So it's the dad holding the leg lamp. And those are my first two (laughs) Funko Pops. And after that, she started to continue to give me little Funko Pops every now and then for my birthday. And one of my favorites I have here, and I'll show you, I know our audience can't see it, but I I will totally show you. You'll have to imagine it. Remember, they all look exactly alike. Yes. So everyone imagine a generic blob that has nothing, <laughs> but, a, but a name that tells you what it is. 
Um, I am a big fan of the Twin Peaks series. So cool she series, yeah. got me these Twin Peaks Funko Pops. And it is... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is cool. da- uh, Agent Dale Cooper with his little cup of coffee because that was his main thing throughout that whole fucking thing. Coffee. Damn good coffee and pie. Let's get some coffee and pie. Uh, there's a body, but coffee and pie will help me solve that. <laughs> And then the log lady, the one who would get weird, mysterious messages from her log. Uh, (laughs) So that was another birthday gift that she gave me. And then one day, a friend, a theater friend of ours, Jimmy Mai, gave me an extremely, extremely late housewarming gift. I've already had my house for like six years. (laughs) He's like, I never got you a housewarming gift. I was like, okay. So he comes in with these Funko Pops of a television show that I really like of the BoJack Horseman. Okay. And it's BoJack and Diane Nguyen. And you're from Houston. You can't say one of the most popular Vietnamese names. (laughs) Okay. So Diane Nguyen. So he got me uh, those. And so they sit predominantly in my living room. So when you come in, my Funko Pop collection is in my living room and it's there for everyone to see and they're mostly been gifts the other one that i kind of enjoy just showing off that people think is really neat that i have is this guy oh wow nice right Right? from the rocky frankenfurter yeah (laughs) from the rocky horror picture show dr frankenfurter number 209 funko pop and it's the pops movie series so i think it's really interesting because just even looking at this display you have the Pops movie series. You have the Pops television series. You have all kinds of stuff. And they really have become a great, I guess you could say, last minute gift type of thing. Like, what do you get for the guy who has everything? Or what do you get for the guy you don't know shit about? A Funko Pop. So th- these are great. But the thing is, they really have infiltrated everything. And they are the go-to gift when you don't know what to get. Yeah, and and again, I'm, I'm the as a bad guy here. For the better or for worse, it is fantastic if you. But for my, in my example, doesn't know me that well. Doesn't know like what would I get? This is some, and it's not, this is a good solution to that problem. If you don't know what to get someone, what do we have in common? Or what uh, what is something I like that I can share with them? Mm-hmm. And look for and you look for some detail. It is in a way, Funko Pops are the is the the wacky tie for dad. And the random bottle of floral bullshit from Bath and Body Works. You know, like that, like in middle school, that was what you would get. You would go like, I go to Spencer's Gifts and get like a poster for four bucks or a t-shirt with, oh, you like South Park, right? I'm going to get a South Park t-shirt. Or, oh, I know this girl in school. I have to get her a gift. I'm in middle school. I don't have the wherewithal to get her a good gift. I'm going to, I'm going to hold my breath, run into Bath and Body Works, grab something that is a color she likes be it green apple or sage and mint or California cuisine and shells, grab it, <laughs> buy it. <laughs> Here you go. I got something that smells ostensibly good for you because I only have a limited amount of information. Mm-hmm. And since Funko Pop, as you said, is everywhere in everything, if you only know two or three facts about somebody, especially, especially in today's culture, you know about people's media obsessions or mm-hmm you can comfortably guess immediate obsessions. A couple of years ago, it would be perfectly fine if you had gotten, they had Funko Pop for um, 
Khaleesi and Khal Drogo from uh, Drago, I don't know, um, from <laughs> House of Cards, Game of Thrones, whatever it is. I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Game of Thrones, and you, they had like, here's the two set. You can get both of them together. Isn't that amazing? Which I think now, now if you can find that one, it goes for like a couple of hundred bucks. And actually, and now you bring us into a good segue there. Uh, you bring me into uh, another thing I was looking at, and that was something that I had just Googled. Like, what are the most expensive Funko Pops? Because more you can buy them for about 10 bucks, you know, on, on the low end. Uh, you know, if I wanted to go get you a David Spader uh, Pop, I'd go over to Target. And, and that's the other thing about Funko Pops. You can find them everywhere. <laughs> Target, Walmart, toy stores. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Two if stores. I walked into a random gas station, I might find a Funko Pop there. Uh, yep. <laughs> because the last a, minute... Uh, hmm? uh, you can go to my... Uh, sometimes at like... Um... It was a shoe store and a flat bill baseball cap shoe store. I'm not cool. I don't know what the proper like kit name for it, but it's a baseball cap, but you don't bend the brim, like you keep it flat. Okay. Whatever the proper cool term. For I that have is, no idea, flat. but all right. I don't know. I, I'm not saying like the term isn't correct. I'm saying I'm not smart enough to know the term. I'm not cool. But I've seen uh, Funko Pop sold there. So it's like yeah. we're buying shoes, we're buying hats, and we got to pick up a couple of Funko Pops. And Funko home. Pops for for the for the trip home. One stop shop. You know? All you need. There you go. Oh, it's three hundred dollars. Oh. Wow. Okay, here we go. Call <laughs> and Khaleesi, Game of Thrones pop culture two set. You can, if you have it in the box, it's about three hundred dollars, or it's been sold for three hundred dollars. And here's the thing. So now that you're back on the price, I was googling earlier the most expensive Funko pops, and I was really surprised what came up. And I shouldn't have said, "Oh my God, that's ugly. I don't want it." Uh, but <laughs> well, I, I also found I also found a site with another one. So. So one of the more expensive ones that I saw, you know, in, in random order, and it was going for over like a thousand five hundred. Was I have, I have a list of the top ten most expensive pop, Funko okay. pop figures. So we may have been looking order. at the same one, but one of them on there was Disney's genie from Aladdin. Is being yeah, I, one of the more expensive ones at a thousand something. Another one that surprised me that was a thousand something, and this is the one I said, "Ooh, that's ugly. I don't want it." Uh, was the metallic Batman? It was an all blue metallic Batman, and yeah. that one's running for about a thousand something. And the metallic Steamboat Willie, Mickey as Steamboat Willie, and it's just like black and white metallic looking one that's also running in the thousand if you want to get gross the top 10 like most expensive uh secondary market sold not a single one of those is anywhere near the top 10 really okay so yeah. what, what do you the got? list the list i found of the top like most like openly traded like if there was a private deal that's different i think those prices are likely based on like more legitimate sales mm-hmm. like, it, like it was like hey we got this comic con like the metallic blue batman was a Comic Con exclusive. I think so was the Genie. Those, so those were like openly, like they were free at one point. And it was whether or not you were there. So it was based on that limited availability. It wasn't just, this is before everyone knew to buy Funko Pops as a collector's item. And now I have the, one of the only ones in existence. Mm-hmm. The, I, I feel like someone was like out there destroying other Pops in order to make these prices go up. Hmm. But the ten, fa- the ten I found, Hopper Gold. So I presumably it's a Hopper from Stranger Things. Just that's gold, yes. Hmm. Um, that one, that's the lowest end. That's number ten at two thousand two hundred and forty dollars. Holy shit! 
There was a number nine was Planet Ar Planet Arlia Vegeta. So it's a specific version of Vegeta from Dragon Ball Z. $2,270. A couple of surprises here. Green Lantern for $2,300. Uh, $2, the Ken Griffey Jr., 2004. Clockwork Orange, 2005. Dumbo in Gold, uh, $2,780. Purple Haze, which I'm not sure what that specifically refers to, was $3,080. Booberry from the Cereal, $3,540. Um, Dumbo in Clown Makeup. Number two, Dumbo and Clown Makeup from uh, from Disney, mm. $5,270. Holy shit. That's, And this wow. might physically make you angry. <laughs> Clockwork Orange Special Chase figure, $13,300. Wow. I am yeah. physically angry. Now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yep. No. Oh my God. Wow. Wow. See, okay. Now, the interesting thing is when I was looking at the list, uh, a couple of ones that you mentioned were also on my list, but they, they yeah. were in. So I must have been looking at something older. But the Dumbo with clown makeup was on there. The Green Lantern was on there. And wow, that, that just blows. 13,000 for Clockwork Orange. Now this, I don't know how correct this particular site is. They might be, you know, just saying shit to get some, to say some shit. Who knows? But if, if that, if that's legitimate, that's why I'm not, I, that's why I don't want to say the name of the website because I'm not going to double check to see if they're legit, legitimate. <laughs> it could be a gag, whatever. Um, or they might, maybe they're like guessing. I don't know. But for whatever reason, I'm not going to say the name of the, the website, but if those prices are even close to true, and they're pretty close to some of the other prices I saw, like the ones you're saying that was about a thousand bucks. Those specific examples I found were not that much more in as, in far, in, as far as collectible items go. Yeah. And again, the ones that you mentioned were all that were just availability, but were originally free. Yes. So it wasn't a matter of like, are, like having to go out of state to find them. It was just, are you at Comic-Con? You know exactly where mm -hmm. to find them. Which for collectors, especially Chase collectors, um, that brings the price down dramatically. Just being know where to get them. And see, it's it's but it's fascinating. Well, I mean, whether it's a thousand dollars, thirteen thousand dollars, whatever. Yeah, you have a toy that you can go purchase at Target. Not that Target's sponsoring us, just throwing it out there. Yeah, you could go purchase at Target or Walmart or at Joe Blow's toy shop. I don't want Walmart. I want Target. Okay, I'm more <laughs> of a Target fan myself. Uh, Walmart scares me. I feel like when I walk in there, I'm going to catch coronavirus. So <laughs> I feel like it's okay to steal from a Walmart. If you're in there, just pocket it. Yeah, it's like you know, <laughs> yeah. start a few fires. That's what I do. Right. So <laughs> I, I like it, it. It just blows my mind that you, that you can walk in get get a toy that's on average ten dollars. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, you can look through all of it. You know, they're all neatly stacked, and they're about ten dollars. In range, and then a few years later, thirteen thousand for this yeah. one Funko Pop, and it, it makes you wonder because it is just a piece of vinyl that's cubed out and has very little distinctive markings other than what yeah. it says on the box and maybe a few little like the log lady's holding her log, and uh, Dale Cooper's holding up his cup of coffee, doing this, you know, uh, giving a thumbs up. And it makes you wonder, what is it that would make someone pay 13000 for a bit of vinyl? 
you know, and, and, and you're right, collectibles, absolutely collectibles. Would you pay that much for, for something like that, Carlo? Hard no. Okay. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not a collector. Now, I will say, especially with something that is so generic, like there's, they, lack, they, they have so little individuality among pieces. For anyone gets mad at me, there is an entire tertiary market for Funko Pops where people repaint them to look like other characters in pop culture or other people they know. Because they're so generic and it just comes down to paint for most of them, there's a whole market of people that just like, oh, what character do they not make that you want? Cool. I will turn this Alex from Clockwork Orange into a... Into Disney's Dumbo. You know? <laughs> well, not Disney's Dumbo, but yeah. like Liza, we're going we're gonna to turn uh, that Clockwork Orange into Liza Minnelli. And the little yeah, I can hat, see that. In her fishnets, and we'll just repaint it and you can't, and it would be fine. Like, that's how generic they are. You just have to have one or two details that are similar and then repaint it. The love and the obsession and the, of being a collector r- does run in my family. My brother is a huge collector. There, uh, there's, a, there's several properties that most of his money goes to outside of like, you know, food, clothing, shelter, you know, uh, and a basic life. But he does put a lot of money into things that he doesn't actually, he's not going to do anything with. He knows that he's not going to do anything with these collectibles. He has no interest in like reselling them. It is in no way a, I'm going to buy this Harley Quinn from Batman action figure because it's going to go up in value. He doesn't care if it goes up in value. It's for him. He just likes he it. Like, he just likes it. That's how, yeah, and there's a lot of weird shit I spend my money on. Mostly weird sex toys, but that's my, that's my thing. Hey, but, if you want that platinum butt plug with, that you know, and light yourself and out. Has the remote control. Yeah, yeah, with with, with the open end flashlight, that's fine. Chrome And I'm out. using it though. That's yeah. something I'm making use of. That's the difference. <laughs> But um, like, <laughs> it serves uh, a purpose. I can't do that with my Funko Pops. <laughs> it serves a purpose, Carlo. Though those exactly. serve a purpose, you know. Uh, but like, like I said, the collector mindset exists in my family from my mm-hmm. brother and my mother, who I think very in a very similar way. She still has a lot of them, Beanie Babies. Yes, useless. They're not well made. They're not rare, but they become rare on purpose by the company and then by people who collect mm-hmm. them. And for a little while, they were everything. And there was a bunch of stuff that would come out with Beanie Babies specifically for serial mascots and video game characters and the different animals. And there were very rare ones. Like, it's the same polar bear, but this one is rainbow colored and it costs $100,000, whatever the price was. I remember there was even famously a divorce court, uh, divorce case where two people were getting divorced and the main issue that the court had to decide, which had to arbitrate, was which beanie, beanie babies went with who in the divorce. <laughs> if I remember correctly, the house and the kids, that was over in the first day. That took a 20 minutes of discussion, but holy shit, the little metallic rainbow bu- uh, bunny, who's <laughs> going to get that? And that's when the, the dirty words came out. That's insane. But you know... You're right. You're absolutely right. You know, Beanie Babies were a thing and they were a big thing for quite a few years and now we got Funko Pops. And it for the kids, makes... we should explain something. Huh. For the kids who are listening, because a lot of like hip young people are gonna listen to our show. Beanie Babies were literally little tiny stuffed animals mm-hmm. stuffed with like little plastic beads. So, you know, they were very easy for kids to eat. Uh, little stuff. Uh, so the, the head would have stuffing, the body would have a little bit of beads in it. So it had that like beanbag texture. And they're yeah. only like four or five inches across, like a little bear or something. Just stuffed animals with beans in it. That's all they were. But people were like 
killing themselves to get these safe. Yeah, they they really were. And they they had conventions dedicated to Beanie Babies, Mm -hmm. which if you think about it, there are conventions that are dedicated to Funko Pops. Yeah. And and you can find, I dare you, like you can go to any convention. It doesn't have to just be a Funko Pop convention. You can go to Comic-Con, Comic Palooza. I'm sure you could yeah. probably even go to the porn convention and find some Funko Pops. There. You should check. <laughs> yes, I think we need more research. And we this need is to go where we're going. The Exotica <laughs> convention. Actually, uh, I go to Comic Palooza here in Houston, Texas every year. Usually the whole weekend. I even have panels there. And every year there is dead center and they're like in the big part of the marketplace there's always a huge towering uh set of Funko Pops it'll be a wall of them and you could just point out I want that one I want that one and people buying up every couple of stalls outside of like the artist corner all of the different throughout the marketplace everyone has a, a Funko Pop or two to sell because they know someone is willing to pay top dollar for that little piece of vinyl yeah and it's it's truly amazing like I said it, it's going back to what I was saying earlier how this little toy has infiltrated, and I have to say, it, it's infiltrated even more than like when Beanie Babies was a craze. I totally remember people going absolutely apeshit for those little toys, right? Mm-hmm. Like those little beanbag toys that had the stupid little TY on it and, and things like that. But it mostly catered to a particular genre of people that were really into it. And, and the interesting thing about Funko Pops is it can literally cater to anyone. Like, all you have to do is like something, and there's a Funko pop of it. Unlike Beanie Babies was like, oh, we're going to make this cute little narwhal, and we're going to make this uh, cute little seal, and these dolphins and a lion eating the seal, you know. <laughs> it's, yeah. you know. But they were the beanbags, and it mostly, uh, to be very honest, it, it mostly catered to, uh, and not that I'm being stereotypical, but this was the truth of it. It, it catered to... Little kids, mostly the the, the female. Well, that's who it was made for, yeah. Yeah, so it was originally made for, for little girls. And it catered to them. And it became a big thing. And then from little girls, mom became obsessed with it and then started collecting. And then grandma and auntie and all these other people. And then eventually it just kind of bled over. And But mostly it was a, a female demographic. As to Funko Pops, it, it has no gender barrier. It, it, it's just exclusively like, what do you like? What are your tastes? You like Batman? We got Batman Funkos. You like Elvira? We got Elvira Funkos. Uh, you like the Iron Sheik from when it used to be called WWF? We got the Iron <laughs> Sheik Funko. We have a Bob Ross Funko. That blows my mind that there's a Bob Ross Funko, which is truly amazing. So you got all these fascinating things and it's not based on your gender. It's not based on this one particular genre. It's based on what do you like? We got it. You know, which, which just opens up to this whole new market, but it makes it readily available as this massive pop culture icon. Yeah, it is onto itself. Uh, I think part of, Part of the move that they like beanie baby the same thing it became the generic term for it because they're mm-hmm. just little beanbag stuffed animals they're just stuffed animals but they were beanie babies yeah. and these aren't just vinyl figures because there are a lot of uh, companies making vinyl figures now mm-hmm. because it's such a go-to there's some companies that are just like we made the exact same thing except it's just a little vinyl toy it's very much my style and it just painting over theirs 
but it's eight dollars instead of ten please buy it mm -hmm. they're not as big why they're not funko pops yes well you want to know something interesting in my research so funko pops owns a a lesser version of itself <laughs> yeah yeah then it's just called vinyl it's not called like vinyl pops right it's just called vinyl mm -hmm. and looking up on how much that business alone and this is just their own knockoff version of their own stuff or like more it more caters to now this one has more detail so like if you're buying the count of the, the count chocula figure it actually looks like yeah. count chocula but maybe with a bigger head but that business part of funko pop is worth 686 million that's a lot more <laughs> just just off of the lesser version 668 million i can only begin to imagine what the actual funko pop company itself the big name is producing yearly that 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 is just beyond belief and and again it attests to the fact that it's everywhere it, it's part of our culture in a way and it's pretty damn fascinating that that it that this little plastic vinyl piece of nothing technically is just so infiltrating and it's still and again bad guy something that bugs me about that is that one i mean because they do have the ones that look more like the actual the artwork or the design mm -hmm. or the person of the some of their products but the the initial on the outset it's always this is my version of their character pay me full price. Uh, I mentioned artist alleys at comic book conventions. This is what people are doing ever since comic book, uh, comic collect, uh, comic cons of uh, any convention, Star Trek or whatever. It was my version of their intellectual property and I'm going to sell it quietly for not a lot of profit, but enough to keep going until I can you know, become an artist in my own right. This has been going on for years. People would, uh, would like to, I remember growing up, my parents would, when on business trips, would cut, drive through, would cut through Belize, from Belize to, through Mexico. And they would always stop at little shops and buy whatever anime toy thing that my brother would want. Cause they knew like, oh, he likes anime. He likes these things. If we see something from this particular show, we'll buy a bunch of it. Cause it's very cheap. Mm -hmm. And I remember some of them, was, one was like a, like, um, they made a mold out of a little Dragon Ball toy, like a Dragon Ball Z, like, figurine they made a mold of it and then they would just put melted just whatever plastic they had to make a solid piece that and then they would shave it down so it looked like like goku from dragon ball z and paint it up but it was just a salt like someone just made a mold in their garage somewhere filled it with uh plastic melted plastic and then sold it for like pennies they made, they made a bunch of them and i know Funimation would come down like the wrath of an angry fucking god if they knew about mm -hmm. it. If, but if, if they were, if they made enough money that they were taking from Dragon Ball Z sales elsewhere, they mm -hmm. would come down like an angry god. And they have Disney Funko Pops. Disney, the most litigious company ever, constantly bullying the American government, which is afraid of it because let's be honest, who's more powerful, fucking Disney, um, <laughs> forcing them to change copyright law every few, every couple of years mm -hmm. so they can retain the copyright to every single property they ever touch, even mm. shit that's not theirs, trying to sue people for telling the story of Snow White, mm. not fucking theirs. And they still try and force people like, no, if you're gonna have anything on, we have to make we have to make all the money. No one else can touch our stuff. But they have Funko Pop. They have their Funko Pop items because it is that powerful, it is that infectious that you cannot, you're not really a pop culture icon 
if you don't have a pop a Funko Pop of your own. Yeah. So even Disney has to bow to them and go, fine. Here's our here's our uh, forty pieces of silver, baby. Let's let's do this. Let's get yeah. um, let's get some one hundred one Dalmatians with weird wobbly heads that look nothing like the quality of our animation, but we have to. Yeah, because that's the American market, and that's where everyone's at, and that's what everyone's buying. So please take our Iron Man uh, image, and please take our our Hulk Water image. Water it down and simplify it, and yeah, crank them out. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I have to say the only Funko Pop that I've ever bought for myself, mm-hmm. uh, and it was only because I was a big fan of the story. And again, it, it comes down to, you know, like this is exclusively a Disney product, right? Well, this one was kind of weird. It was exclusively a Walgreens product. So it was a weird line that was just done for Walgreens. Walgreens? Walgreens out of all things. And it was Frankenstein. Wait, like like Universal Pictures Frankenstein? Yes, the, the Boris Karloff's Frankenstein. And it was the cutest thing ever because it's this little green Frankenstein. And he's holding the one flower that the little girl Aww. gives him before he kills her. <laughs> so, <laughs> by accident, by the way. But he yes. kills her. Uh, so, And he's holding the one little flower. And it was so cute. I bought that. And then I was looking at it and it says exclusively for Walgreens. And I was like, wow. Why? Just <laughs> wow. Why? And why this one? You would think that'd be more exclusively for, uh, you know, Universal or some other uh, little film company. But no. It no was I'm sure Universal Universal is attached to it. They, they, they have, oh, they're, yeah. They're famous for, for those old movie monsters. But I, the weird part is just that it would only be available at Walgreens. Yes. Like that, that's the exclusivity that doesn't make any sense. Like, why? Why Walgreens? Mm-hmm. I, think, I think the classic, classic movie monsters, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they, they just, they, by their test marketing, they're like, we don't think it'll sell anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Like, I, we don't think that would sell at Hot Topic, so we're going to have to sell it at Walgreens. But I disagree. I don't think that it would have been that hard to just have them, like, just make them. Um, uh, comic book shops will take it. Like, the, mm-hmm. the, maybe not in the amount I, no even that i don't believe walgreens would like have we a wall of funko pops to sell them the the universal monsters i think that you know what that's the kind of thinking that created the dark universe uh <laughs> movies and there's a reason we're not getting any more universal you're not doing your shit right right and see the I, I for the <laughs> Sorry, that's a different rant. No, <laughs> see, like, I brought up that one thing, and I, I've hit your nerve now. Like you kind of got yeah. me with the the thirteen thousand on uh <laughs> on the on the Kubrick movie. It's like Walgreens and I have a four classic rant. movies <laughs> minimum forty five minute rant on how to <laughs> how to bring back the Universal monsters to make them fucking interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's not the Dark Universe. Sorry, <laughs> I, just, I can go on. I can go yeah. on and on about that. Oh. Uh. So speaking of going on and on, I think that unfortunately we're going to have to eventually end and end. We may have gone on and on. But, you know, I, I think we've, like us. We've, we've raised an interesting point. Funko Pops. And, and let us know, you know, Carlo for will ever give the email address because I'm, I'm slow and mental. <laughs> but, like, let us know. Do you have Funko Pops? If so, if you're a collector, what drives you to collect? Which 
particular, I guess you could call them category or genre of Funko Pops, do you really enjoy? Are you a movies Funko? Are you a TV Funko, a comic Funko, Marvel Universe Funko, whatever it is? You know, do let you us know. Them? Are they in box? Mm -hmm. uh, do you jealously guard them? Do you trade them? I've heard some people trade them. And do you make, are they a go-to gift for you? I know that they've become every now and then a go-to gift for myself. Like one thing I didn't mention, like my sister's birthday was not that long ago. And of course in this pandemic, it's been very difficult. So I gave her a gift card and I stuck the gift card inside of a Funko Pop. Yeah, I just slipped it in there with it sticking out. That way she doesn't have to open it. But it was Slash from Guns N' Roses is a Funko Pop. <laughs> It's an 80s like Funko Pop. And the reason for that was because we were trying to do an 80s themed little get together for her. But due to the pandemic, we couldn't. So I got her a Slash Funko. Yeah, and she absolutely loved it. I think she loved it more than the gift card that I gave her, which had quite a bit of money on it. Uh, but she was just really into the Slash Funko Pop and she just loved it. And which made me very happy. But again, it, it became a go-to gift because... My sister would love this, this Funko Pop yeah. of Slash. And, and she totally ate it up. She absolutely loved it. So if you at home have uh, had some cool stories about your Funko Pops and gift giving, let us know that too. Yeah, share them. Is this a go-to for, I'm curious, is this a go-to gift for you, for some of you guys for Christmas or, or random birthdays or things like that? All right, so I think like Funko Pop itself, we've lasted too long. <laughs> yes, we, we really have. And we need to go ahead and, and bring that to an end. So, yeah. as always, email us. Carlo, hit them with that email address. Sorry, I don't remember what, what the address was. <laughs> that would be the VCR show at gmail.com. I finally did it right. The VCR show at gmail.com. Yeah. I'm not going to edit this out because I actually did it right for some reason. <laughs> we'll cut it out and we'll just replay it every time so you don't right. have to the VCR show at gmail.com. Hit us up. Let us know. Give us your thoughts and your opinions and tell us how we're doing on the show as well. But until next time, I'm Vada. I'm Carlo. And you have been listening to VCR. You were listening to VCR, creative content by Richard Christopher Vada and Carlo Manuel Magana. The logo is created by Richard Christopher Vada with assistance from Annie Ramirez. The theme song is The Messenger by Silent Partner and can be found on YouTube Sound Library.